Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet with a strange white glow around it. Yeah. Mm. Is it is it special effects or bad 1980s lenses? I don't know, but I'm just here to watch. That that white that, that whitish character may be important later. No, it's hey, it's the, the noobs and the Hoobie, and my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're the noobs. And that strange voice you heard from beyond is Hey, it's me. I'm I'm Jared. Still. <laughs> I just sort of stopped there. I was like, hey, this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every single week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who hasn't seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't also. And a Jared who has. <laughs> a, a Jared? A Jared. A wild Jared appears. <laughs> Welcome to episode 188 covering season 18. There's no series here. Season 18 serial number seven logopolis things get weird when you go to classic who hey this is the one where the doctor meets up with some big brains that are holding the universe together with thought and 20th century computers and dot matrix printers yeah. and the doctor falls to his death <laughs> yeah yeah that turns into too. a snowman for a second I, I i don't remember do i have any notes about that later on or should we should we discuss it now I think I had no, no, no. I definitely had a note later on. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I had a note later on. So let's let let's not spoil the fun. Let's wait and savor it later. This was story number one fifteen. Holy cow! Wow. Originally airing February twenty eighth through March twenty first. So guys, this took a month, whereas for us it was a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, for the original viewers, it was a month in nineteen eighty one. And by the way. There were some people that spent a month because it was 7.1, 7.7, 5.8, oh. and 6.1 million viewers. Now, I don't know what the population of the UK was in 1981 compared to 2021, but I'm just saying. Yeah. The low end of this one was 5.8 million viewers, and I think that was the highest we got. Flux there. topped out at 4.7 yeah. or something. So That's the highest we've had in the in a while. Yeah, I did I did see an article the other day though that was just bemoaning the fact that they don't count digital numbers. Yeah. Um I forget what it was, but they they said something about I think Flux got like no wait, was it Flux? The iPlayer Doctor Who on the iPlayer this year got something like Oh gosh, I don't even remember now. I was about to say 50 million, but that sounds ridiculous. It was several million views. And I don't know if that was like the totality of Doctor Who that's available on iPlayer or if that was just flux mm -hmm. that they were talking about. But the article was basically saying, and this is why we should count these numbers. Yeah. Because when you, again, when you this compare- like most of the numbers. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, that's, and by the way, by the way, that's just iPlayer. Oh yeah, that is still not the international audience. Mm -hmm. That is still not the international audience. So um, several million streams, uh, whether that's across the whole series or just series thirteen, didn't get counted in all those those you know horrible viewing numbers. Doctor Who in freefall. <laughs> Jody is to blame. Um, you know, actually, at the Jim end of this one, Doctor Who was in freefall. Just, just pointing that out. Because <laughs> he, he fell off a telescope. Um, anyways, or a radio antenna? What was that thing? I don't know. Uh, so this episode was, or this story rather, was written by Christopher Bidmead and directed by Peter Grimwade, which now that I think about it, sounds like the protagonist and antagonist of an upcoming Harry Potter spinoff series. Christopher Bidmead and Peter Grimwade. That's, that's the name of the movie. 
Bid Mead and Grimwade. <laughs> <laughs> so Grimwade is is definitely Gryffindor, right? Yeah, yeah. Got it. I mean, just name alone. Yeah. Bid Mead, Hufflepuff. I'm going Hufflepuff. Oh, Hufflepuff. Okay. <laughs> um, miscellaneous trivia. All right, so um, let me see here. Oh gosh, the colors here are terrible. I copied and pasted, and it's like a black background with blue blue font. Uh, Jonathan Nathan Turner, who was he's listed as the producer, and so I I. Jared, help me out here. That kind of, that means he was the showrunner. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So Jonathan Nathan Turner, who I I think I read was, was called JNT. So like RTD is not a new thing apparently. So JNT um, noticed that a real police box was still standing on the Barnet bypass in London. And so the, the scene with, um, the, you know the, the the fact that the the TARDIS was alongside the highway here was because, or excuse me, and there was an actual police box there before they landed. The reason for that was because there was one there. There was actually one, not only somewhere in London on that stretch of road where they filmed oh, this wow. scene. And so that was kind of like a little bit of impetus for why they were doing that scene the way they were doing it. And then somehow between them seeing that and then them filming this scene it got like vandalized and maybe graffitied oh. and all this kind of stuff so they ended up having to use a tardis prop anyway Dang. so oddly enough yeah we almost we almost had a real a for real deal still in use police box in this episode of doctor who and apparently missed it by like a couple of weeks or something because somebody decided to to vandalize it along the way um, let's see the, um, oh, okay. So this was, this was one that I was wondering about when we got to the end. So there's a couple of things at the end with the, with the credits, right? Remember we said it popped up and it said, Dr. Who, and it said Tom Baker. And then it said, Dr. Who, uh, oh crap. Is it Peter Davison? Uh Oh, yeah. is it Peter? It's Peter yeah. Davison. Yeah. Um, so this story is the last time that this character gets credited as Doctor Who for 24 years. Jeez. Because starting with Peter Davison, and I think at the request, yeah, at the request of Davison, they started crediting him as some might argue more accurately as the Doctor. So it had always been Doctor Who in the credits Mm -hmm. uh, with like one or two exceptions. And Peter Davison said, you know, he's not called Dr. Who. Like we all know this, right? Like we're, we're all involved in the show that we're involved in. So maybe we should, you know, do it the right way. So at his request, starting with Castrovalva, which is the next story um, and, the, and the next uh, season, season 19, right. he's credited as the doctor that continued um, through the ninth doctor. And if you will reach way back in your mind, uh, 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 uh a hundred plus episodes ago, we talked about when David Tennant first showed up that they switched it back. Right. So Eccleston was always credited as the doctor, but when Tennant came back, he reversed Davison's request and requested, it'd be kind of cool if I was called Doctor Who, basically. I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) So at at David Tennant's request, they switched it back. And I didn't think about this until I just said this. Hmm? Was that for all of 10? That's un- uh, for, I, it might still be. I, I, I honestly don't even know. I, it says. Um, I thought for all of New Who, it was the doctor. 
Let's see. Do do seven press kit. Blah blah. Doctor Who switched at David Tennant's request, starting with the Christmas Invasion. It doesn't say if it's. I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. I feel like it did switch back at some point. I feel like we we actually talked about that. Yeah, but I can't. I can't remember. So. So what's funny, I, I didn't make this connection until I'm reading this just now. Peter Davison, his father-in-law. Oh. <laughs> so David Tennant not only reversed it, but he reversed his soon-to-be father-in-law. Because it wasn't his father-in-law yet. Yeah. yeah. Remember, he, right. he met, he met uh, uh, oh gosh, what's her name? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the daughter. Anyways, <laughs> they met on set as, you know, while he was playing the 10th Doctor, so. But it was still Peter Davison was still his right. doctor, if you if you'll remember. He was uh, you know, yeah. that was his favorite doctor. So right. this is also pause for the the dogs attacking the UPS deliverer. Uh, uh excuse me, Amazon Prime, I'm sure. Uh this is also the first regeneration story to credit both doctors at the end. So the mm-hmm. fact that it said Doctor Who, Tom Baker, and then Doctor Who, Peter Davison, this was the first time that actually happened. They've never done that in other regeneration episodes? Prior to this one. Now, this is the fourth Doctor. So, it's, you know. Yeah, it's not. And if you remember, when uh, uh, Troughton re- regenerated into Pertwee, uh, apologies to our British listeners, because I know I said both of those <laughs> wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, they weren't even in the episode together. Right. Y'all remember? I we've we've discussed it before. So the second doctor, he's forced to regenerate by the Time Lords, yeah. and his regeneration begins and never ends on screen. Oh yeah. And the next like season begins in color. Yes. So he's on Gallifrey with the Time Lords being forced into a regeneration. And then the next season begins, they've switched to color. The TARDIS is on Earth, and the third doctor falls out of the TARDIS and is the third doctor. So there was no chance for them to be credited together. He didn't even appear there. So Mm -hmm. at any rate, um, there you have that. Um, I didn't have any notes about our cast section, Jared. Was there anything of, uh, of interest uh, of any of the actors here? I I, I didn't really do anything on uh, Ainley, the the one who played the master this go around, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't think there's anything like as far as the actors go, um, I can talk a little bit about, uh, the, the characters, but, um, I don't right, think I have anything, yeah. you know, that this is, uh, yeah, we have a, we have a, a I don't know if we've seen Anthony Ainley. So, uh, okay. So the one thing I do know is, okay. So first of all, we have to talk about the mistake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that one of the showrunners here at the at the old master house notably the one who does the scheduling that would be the one yeah that one that one shame on him (laughs) whoever he shall be named shall shall remain nameless um i made a boo-boo uh so when i scheduled us to to do the master plan uh somehow i scheduled us to do logopolis and then the five doctors and then something i forget what the other one was wasn't there another one um and then the keepers of Traken, which I obviously thought was Traken until we saw this episode. And all throughout this episode, they kept talking about Traken. And I was like, wait, did they, did they fight the master on Traken twice or something? <laughs> yeah. And the more they kept talking about it, the more suspicious I got. And I went and I looked and I just completely got it out of order. Not only is the keeper of Traken 
precedes Logopolis. It immediately precedes Logopolis. Yeah. Yeah. So I completely blew it because we could have done the Keeper of Trocken and then the next master plan we did, we could have done Logopolis. Would and it would have been the next episode. Yeah, it yeah, would have been it would have been one of the few times because we did do this with the first doctor. We we covered his first two series. Right. Right. Um yeah. it would have been only the second time we ever like followed the story. Um, because we spent a lot of the beginning of this episode going, what's happening? Who's who? What's huh? What? Huh? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um, I literally, Jared, at one point, I was taking notes about um mm-hmm, uh who was the new companion? Um, uh, uh, Tegan. Well, Tegan. You, you have Tegan and really um Nissa is also new. Yeah, but technically Tegan called her aunt Vanessa she called her Vanessa and I misheard it. And I thought they were Tegan and Nissa. Oh yes. Okay. And it wasn't until much later oh. when they were like, we left Nissa on, on Trocken. And I'm like, well then who was the other lady? And then I realized, no, that was aunt Vanessa. And I'm like, what is happening <laughs> <Yeah>. right now? <laughs> so I just was all kind of confused. And if we had watched the keeper of Trocken, I would have been a lot more on, on track here. So, so, uh, my bad. So here's the thing. Anthony Ainley played the doctor. I'm uh, sorry. Played the master played in this the doctor? episode. That's yeah, a twist. Yeah. yeah it, was a, <laughs> it was a shock twist. Um, he played the, uh, the latest uh, incarnation of the master is almost wrong because <laughs> he, what, he took over. Yeah. So here's what, what happened. Anthony happen? Ainley played uh, Tremus, who was Nissa's dad. Do I have that right? Not Nissa. Yes, Nissa's oh. Nissa's father, right? Yeah, yeah. In the keepers of Trocken, yeah. and um, and at the I I don't know if it was at the end of that episode because we didn't watch it either at the end of the episode or in between. He the master took over Tremus's body, right? Like killed him and took over him. Dang. And so Anthony Ainley played Tremus in the last story. We we just completely spoiled this episode that we're about to watch like, but i don't even know if we're going to at this point anymore. like i don't maybe i don't know I mean, be, like we already know what's gonna happen kind of yeah, yeah i don't know so and by the way spoiler alert for a a 30 year 40 year old uh episode of tv not <laughs> yeah. apologizing for that one so at any rate he did play uh a character in that entire story and then came back in the very next story to play the, the master. master um so that's that's pretty cool and then if i remember correctly uh ainley carries the torch for a little while right jared i think he's yes. i think he plays him uh plays him for a bit um maybe even on into the five doctors or is that or is the five doctors a different one uh i think so um i could i could look that up i don't know off the top of my head i will say when i think of the classic who master it's it's ainley that i that i his, oh really his okay so that was picture um, and gotcha. that could be because I, you know, as I've said before, the, the fifth doctor, his time, that's for classic who that's my doctor. So, gotcha. Um, and yeah, I just double checked. He does play, um, in the five doctors, he plays the master as well. Yeah. So, um, and then in keeper of Trocken, it was Jeffrey Beavers played him, played the master. And if I remember correctly, he's like, isn't he still like horribly mangled master? Oh, isn't yeah, he like in a face mask the whole time again? Yeah. Yeah, so, so this is like, uh, and I think that is the only story where Jeffrey Beavers played the master. So the only time he ever appeared as the master, he's so. wearing a mask yeah. the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. I think which I, may have been, which may I've have been the same with the deadly assassin, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had two, two of them in a row. 
you never saw their face. It was just, yeah. Um, so at any rate, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the idea that incarnations, regenerations and such with the master are just weird. Oh yeah. Because sometimes like even in new who we've seen him die and then was like resurrected because yeah, like, they, because of the that? ring and like, what? so it, it doesn't seem like the master plays fair when it comes to dying and regenerating. Oh, yeah. He just kind of like grabs on the body. And isn't that what happened in the movie? Didn't he like take over somebody's body? Because he was like, wasn't he like snake goo or snake? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He was he like snake did. goo in a jar that the doctor was taking back to oh, yeah. uh, Gallifrey. What? And then he like slithered out and took over. Wasn't uh, he like executed? Like, yeah, right by, the, by the Daleks off in, a, in an opening monologue. So obviously he wasn't dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be a weird thing. By the way, the master's dead, so he's not in this movie. Wait, uh, what? Huh? What? Uh, yeah. So at any rate, um, that's, uh, that's our, that's our cast bit there. Um, yeah. because I don't, I don't know anything about any of the other companions or anything. I didn't look anything up. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at pictures of, you know, the various master faces here. And yeah. I, I think, um, the, the deadly assassin, I mean, that one reminded me more of like, like, uh, bad disney animatronic like the the mask was just so yes disfiguring and then it looks yeah. like um uh, it, it looks like then for um the i'm blanking on the serial just before Legopolis. keepers of trocken keepers of trocken thank you uh that it looks like it's more they just did a lot of heavy makeup on his face so it might not be a mask in that one but oh okay okay but he but anyway. he's still he's like horribly disfigured like yes his face looks like you know swamp goo or yeah. something like it's, yeah anyways yeah it's it's yeah it's very scarred and lots of red and right. black going on and he, for some reason wearing a burnt hood you know burnt right yeah you know, to yeah. add to the effect yeah, yeah. Uh, so that brings us on into the checklist then the name of the episode spoken in dialogue well being as it was just logopolis then yeah like yeah. five bajillion <laughs> times um the uh do we want to talk about logopolis as a place I think it was one of the weirdest planets we've ever seen. Let's, let's, how about we talk about Logopolis, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue, and then Creature of the Week, I'm going to say the Logopolitans, um, <laughs> which, by the way, I love that name. Yeah. yeah. The Logopolitans. Um, and by the way, um, Logopolis, there was like a brief mention in the Wikia. It's, it's just Latin words that basically mean... Um, uh, oh, gosh, what was it? Like speaking logic or something like that? or, or oh, sure speech thought or something and it, so it's basically the idea that they they speak their their algorithms and and whatever um so i i took it that the city of logopolis or or the excuse me this city on the planet logopolis was supposed to be a computer yeah corbin is that what you were i guess because i mean like when he's like, we need to search through the algorithm. Yeah. He was literally, he literally he was like, is like let's go down to the to street. Table. And he's like, oh, it's in this part of the code. So it must be down this alleyway. It's like, like a well, Turing complete planet. Yeah. So like, why is he? That speaks algorithms into doing... existence. Right. Um, yeah. I didn't quite get that. Like he's, it's almost like he's the programmer yeah. and everyone else is part of the code. Well, like there's other people walking around yeah. doing like random calculations and stuff. Are you talking about the yeah. uh, the, the monitor and then the um, yeah monitor? Oh, uh, 
what the monitor is the one who interfaces with all the programming. I said that while we were yeah. watching it. I said yeah. that while we were watching it. You were saying I love how they're using all of this like computer terminology, but it doesn't I make any it was sense. Just a random name. I didn't. No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't was, recognize. He it, was the interface between people and the code. Yeah. So he was the monitor. Yeah. That makes sense. So that's, that's brilliant. As far yeah, as I understand guy. it, and and have read from you know on like the Doctor Who wiki you know, there, it, it's Logopolis is an entire world based out of this block transfer computation. So right. the idea being, you have a mathematical process that you can use to create anything. Uh, and so right, you have yeah. an entire world created through these mathematical processes. Uh, right, right. The, the logopolitans are are constantly, in order to change things, you know, they they do these block transfer computations in order to create. Yeah. I, I guess and yeah, it's, it's like a virtual, but but real virtual reality, but but more tangible. Yeah, I, yeah. It's I don't it was like see that. Like, I don't understand how that would work at all, but like, well, whatever. it doesn't because well, it's sci-fi. Yeah. Here's the like, thing. This is like, um, this is, you know, 1981. I, there were people who didn't even know what a computer was. Yeah. Yeah. And let alone, let alone, like we throw around the word algorithm all the time. Like it's a part of our daily lives now. <laughs> and, uh, it's almost like a, a, a person. Um, and but but that idea of code and algorithm and computation and and all these kinds of things was so not in the in the mainstream mindset that you could just throw out all this nonsense. By the way, there was a good grief. Was there some jibberty jabberty in this episode? I didn't even bother writing it down because like like when um when he had um when he had Adric under the control panel and Corbin says, "Why are there so many buttons under the control panel?" Okay. But um. You know, the doctor is just like spouting out nonsense. You know, he's like the flippity doo with the blah blah blah, and Adric is like closed. And he's like, and the flippinator with the doobity doo, and he goes, uh, terminated. Yeah, yes, ended. Yeah. And I'm like, he's what? just spouting nonsense. And, but it's, you know, it sounded very science fiction y and, and that kind of thing. Is that so, improv? Is that what? I said, is that all improv? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, let's see. Um, I've got some other Spoiler. notes. I will again for a forty-year-old uh, uh, show. The next serial, Castrovalva, is uh -huh. also based in a world that's that's built on block transfer computation. Uh, yeah. Mm. So this oh, story this and Castrovalva were both written by. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Christopher Bidmead. And apparently Bidmead was just a giant nerd. Um, really? as far as like, he was way into computers, way into technology. And so he tried to bring that in. But shouldn't he have at least understood what he was talking about? If he's like this big well, computer nerd? No, I mean, the thing about it is you, you got to remember, like, this is okay. This is like when, uh, you and I watch discovery. Star Trek Discovery, and they're talking about programmable matter and spore drives. Yes. And we're like, that's totally a thing that makes sense in the universe. Yeah. And then a hundred, oh, excuse me, a hundred years from now, ha, 20 years from now, someone's going to actually discover spore drive or something, and it's going to turn out to be an actual thing or programmable matter. And they're going to be way to, less cool than we thought it was. Well, that. Oh, yeah. And then you guys are going to be watching this show with your kids 
and they're going to go, did you guys actually believe this crap when y'all watched it? Why does it sound yeah. like so much nonsense? Everybody understands programmable matter now, dad. Just like right now we're watching this and going, do you know what the word algorithm means? Yeah. Because you're, you say it, but you know, um, you keep talking about, you know, the, the, the computational stuff and blah, blah, blah. And you're throwing around words because just, it's sci-fi. It's like, there's a little twinge of, of actual computer science in there, but really it's just, you know, yeah. it's super duper, you know? Do you know what they were doing though? Like, were they creating matter by solving algorithms? Is no, that their implication? they were creating matter by chanting. The chanting was... Was computing. Algorithm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah the yes, that's, that's the... It. So he right. does that too. Yeah, I had a, we've, we've I had fallen a note to their that. level. We're just spouting computations, algorithms. It doesn't mean anything with what we're discussing right now, but that's yeah. how they did in this episode. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, that's the thing is they're... It, you know what it is? <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like crypto. Yeah, it's, they're just it's, oh, they're yeah. just bulk, uh, brute forcing <laughs> yeah. these computations, and the result is you know just like nowadays you brute force these computations and you get a Bitcoin. Yeah. They brute force <laughs> these computations and you get a universe. Yeah, or a, or you get you get to yeah. stave off entropy for another day because you kept <laughs> solving the algorithm. You kept solving. Uh, yeah. not solving the algorithm. I just love like solving. What is it doing? Because at first, it seems like they create matter or something, but then they're like fixing the TARDIS with it, and then they're holding the strands of the universe together. I'm like, <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. It, just kept, what, what it kept getting more and more doing? important. Yeah, it was like, we're doing very important work here. And then it was like, we're saving the TARDIS. And then it's, we're saving the whole universe. Yeah. Oh, maybe, um, maybe that was pretty important. By the way, at a certain point, Corbin looked at me and goes, So this is flux? It was. Yeah, this flux. is, we're doing flux? It was the flux. <laughs> we're doing flux now. <laughs> like the whole universe is being taken over by some mysterious force in. Uh, 2021, we called that the flux. In 1981, we called that entropy. The word of the <laughs> week, guy, kids. That was the word of the month. Yeah, the actually. Word, the word of the month, if you'll recall. Um, got wrong. Yeah, somebody at some point said you can't escape entropy, and Corbin goes, what? "You definitely can if you're watching this episode." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna keep talking about it. Um, so anyways, I've got some more notes about, uh, about the Logopolitans and stuff. So I don't, I don't want to get myself too tripped up here. So let's, let's move on to the, uh, the old jiggery pokery, uh, with the TARDIS, man, a lot about the TARDIS. First of all, psych, that's not the TARDIS. Um, we had the, you know, the real police box there. And then, um, what does my next note mean? Oh, I put here, (laughs) what the heck part of the TARDIS was that? Because the doctor says, when I'm in this part of the TARDIS, don't bother me. What is this part of the He never named it. He never said what it was. I I am led to believe, Jared, correct me if I'm wrong, we've never seen this part of the TARDIS before, and the Wikia names it the Cloister Room. Right. That's That's not not true. That's what it is. The wiki is the cloister. That's not even what it was in that episode because the cloisters were clearly happening somewhere else in the TARDIS. No, that was the cloister bell. Mm -hmm. Oh, so the cloister room is not where the cloister bells are. What are you crazy? Yeah, (laughs) of course not. Why would that? Why would that be at all? I mean, it's like a Greek. Uh, This was the first cloister bell. Boom! There it is. There it is. Um, which is why we got so much information about it. Oh, it's, yeah, you know, right. it's, uh, you can ring them in times of wild catastrophe. <laughs> that was my favorite thing that he said. Times of wild catastrophe. 
the cloister belkin. It's a type of communication device. I was like, uh, okay. Tells you to get to battle stations. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. He kept saying battle stations to poor Adric. Wild um, catastrophe, but I'm going to go fix the TARDIS right now. Never mind. Yeah. Hey, so what was the wild catastrophe? Was it entropy taking over the universe? Maybe. Well, they seem to be. And was it the presence of the master, or was it the met? Where was the master ever? Was the master ever actually believe that the master was running loose, wild on the TARDIS, while the Doctor kept going down the rabbit hole of progressively smaller TARDISes? When the Doctor was just leaving the TARDIS unattended, supposedly with the master inside of it, over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um. So, okay. I think the real problem here. here. Uh, Go ahead. And just a second, yeah, I think the real problem here is the 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 all too vague existence of the cloister bell, because I, I don't. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll liken it to this. I, so I, I'm I'm up in St. Louis, and we have tornadoes that come through, um, you know, a certain time of year. Uh, uh-huh. That, that it, it's just the right elements in the middle of the country for tornadoes, and we get them here. Yeah. So we have tornado sirens. Purpose right. of the tornado siren. You hear the siren, you're supposed to go to a safe place because there's a tornado around. Now, a, each county has its own rules. And the county I live in, if the county next door to us turns on their tornado siren, it turns ours on. And that oh, wow. on some level makes some sense, but also no sense whatsoever because yeah. the county <laughs> next to us could be north and the tornado's moving north. And right. I'm all for, you know, I, I understand better safe than sorry. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of times I've gone to the basement and nothing's happened. And I'm grateful every time that nothing happens, of course. Right, right. But it's just kind of like when the, it, it, it's in some ways, though, it teaches you that when the sirens go off, it's like, yeah, it's Man. probably not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, tornadoes seem to skip St. Louis anyway. Like they, they come, Jared, they we like have coming right at us. We have here in, uh, in, in Plano. We have the exact same thing. We have oh, the, oh. the um, tornado sirens or, or the off, just emergency they sirens. They go off monthly as like a test Yeah, run. sure. The problem sure, is Monday at, or, sorry, the first Wednesday of each month, they go off at noon. Mm-hmm. No one told us that when we moved here. <laughs> so I'm sitting in my office one day and I, and I have never heard it before in this area. Uh-huh. And we'd been here for a few months Oh. I missed the first few tests oh. and all of a sudden it goes off and I'm like, what's happening right now? Like, is it like duck and cover? Like, what do we do? So, yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing is, yeah, you, you kind of like get to where you, you tune them out. We actually lived in a town for a while where you had the same type of siren, but it was for the firehouse because we were all volunteer fire. Oh. And so when that alarm went off, it just meant come to the firehouse if you're a firefighter because if your batteries went dead on your radio then you would hear the siren because the right. town was two miles wide so you, <laughs> you could hear you could hear the siren it was in the middle of town Fair and enough. you and it had at least a one mile range because you could hear it from <laughs> end to end so yeah you just kind of tune it out and that's what i was saying is like it kept going off in this episode and it's like we never learned why Right. Yeah. And, and it's just so generic in general that it's like anything could happen. And clearly the doctor wasn't all that <laughs> concerned. Yeah. He was like, yeah. Adric, why don't you answer it? Like just to get him out of the room so he could do whatever. I forget yeah. what it was he was trying Monologue to monologue about entropy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like there was no threat until the last episode anyways. 
Like we were just kind of going right. around uh, places yeah. the threat, looking for the, the threat master. was like vaguely the master's about. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. Kind of like oh, okay, Jared, this is what I was gonna say. This is what I ask your help on. At the beginning of the episode, we get the psych that's not the TARDIS until then it maybe is the TARDIS. Yeah, TARDIS. Because it goes womp, 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 and like one part of it like distorts visually yeah, while the, like, the, okay. the police officer is on the phone and then it disconnects the phone. Right. So at first I thought that meant, oh, the doctor landed. And for yeah. some reason, unlike anything we've ever seen before, he materialized into a police box with the exact same dimensions as his. And so it, you know, whatever, whatever. So that knocked the bike over. Yeah, it knocked the bike over. Yeah. And then he lands next to it. And then he decides to get his measurements. He's going to materialize Around, around it. it that was awesome which, which that was broke my brain but I, yeah i loved it but it broke my brain where it basically from outward appearances the tardis took the place of the police box mm-hmm. right but because it's better on the inside it was now holding a same size police box inside its control room right okay what was the first thing that was the master that's what I thought. Okay, I thought it was the Wait, Tardis. Hang on, Tardis. but was it? Why, why was it? Why, why was it Tardis is all the way ball? down? Or wait, wait, or was it the Watcher? That's what? also what I'm wondering. Because no. for a while we're we're led to believe that the this mysterious white figure off in the distance is definitely the Master, right? Uh-huh. That's that's the fake out. We're supposed to think that it's the Master. Then we realize it's not the Master. And it's somehow the doctor is cool with this guy and it's fine and whatever, whatever. So then I was like, wait a minute, maybe he was the one who landed at the beginning, but like, because it was TARDIS is all the way down. That's what I didn't get. Mm -hmm. I thought later on, I thought, oh, maybe it was the watcher because I remembered, I already knew who the watcher was that I already knew that twist. So I thought maybe it was his TARDIS or something. I feel like that's the only way you could do it. Jared, why is it the master's TARDIS? Well, you see the policeman. I mean, he because he drags the policeman inside and presumably kills him. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. And we, and see, him him we see it move and materialize that's as right. a plant, and then we see the plant materialize on the planet and turn into the column. Yeah, and later on, when Tegan is in the cloister room with a police box there. Yeah. The master is inside of it laughing. We can hear him oh, inside yeah, laughing. Yeah. So he just and, he just used his chameleon circuit to make his TARDIS look like the police box. But right. inside uh, of his police box TARDIS was another police box TARDIS, and inside of that one was another police box TARDIS. Slightly and that one led lights. to the back of the actual TARDIS. Right. Yeah, what? So what the heck? Yeah, Jared, we were thoroughly dissatisfed with the fact that that never got explained that was so cool ever mentioned again yeah it was yeah, we were loving it so cool like we were like we were like we were detectives on the case man like wait a minute every time they go in one it's a little darker in that one than in the one before and i'm like maybe it's a time thing and blah blah blah, blah, blah. and then it's like eh. no it's nothing the doctor came, came out, out the back side of it now so we're gonna we're done with that weird thing there anymore. right right but yeah the the, the wikia says that it's it, it when the doctor materializes around the master's TARDIS, a recursive loop of TARDISes or TARDISes within Tardi. TARDISes is formed. Why? It's tar- Tardopides, by the way. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if Tardis. he was around the master's TARDIS and the master's TARDIS was around his, 
that would create a loop. But why does it why stop at three? A. Wait, why does wait, it stop? I don't even understand what you just said. The doc, huh? If the doc, the do- if they're both around, the doctor each materialized. Other. <laughs> That's what it is. What? Okay, okay. That's what it is. The master material materialized around the actual police box. Yes. And then the doctor's yeah. TARDIS materialized still around an that extra level. Yes. So three levels down makes sense, but there was an extra one for him to no, get he, out. They went inside. In. Of, they went inside of one. That was the master's. Then they went inside the next one, and he popped out the back. No, no, he didn't. He didn't. He he went oh, down. Three. They went down three. And what they're saying is it creates a space loop, just like we've been talking about time loops. Uh, you know, this I mean, is I a guess, space but... loop. It, it, it makes more sense in uh, uh, the, the third doctor. The third doctor and the master, they materialize their TARDISes around each other or inside each other. See, that's what I'm saying. If that's what they did, then that makes sense. Then it's then it's like the time the TARDIS materialized inside of itself. Right. Then it's, right. Then it's recursive and it makes sense. Right. But this time they didn't. The doctor's TARDIS materialized around the masters. So why is there? Anyways, hand wavium. Um, I right. did. I, I did love the that. Space loops are I fun. Just, so you know, space loops are fun. Yeah, definitely it's fun. It would have been cool if they had done yeah. it right. Um, let's see. They um, okay. Yeah. So we kind of already hit on this. They headed to Earth to measure a police box so they can take those measurements to Logopolis. Um, Jared, is there background information we're missing here? Why, why was he doing this? Was this, was this a fourth wall? Hey guys. Yeah. We, we understand that the windows are the wrong size. Is that, is that what was happening here or. Oh, um, or I think they just needed a reason to get to Logopolis and <laughs> fixing the chameleon circuit was. They could have done anything else here, right? with the TARDIS. <laughs> but the, okay. But I'm confused because. Why do you need the measurements of an actual police box to fix the chameleon circuit? You need those measurements to recreate that police box and everything. And then they go to Logopolis to fix the chameleon circuit, but they don't, right? They don't fix it. No, but the entropy stops. Or does it? Is that the next episode? What? Uh, I don't think so. I think they, I think the, I, I think just like flux was just done and we're done with it now. This is just, and half the universe is gone, but that's whatever. Fine. Let's go have an adventure. I, that's what this felt like. He needs precise yeah. measurements in 37 dimensions. So, I mean, if you have yeah. a real police call box to, to materialize around, why not? Right. I don't, I, I don't know. What? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Anyways. Um, it's, I did love his line about the TARDIS is only his on a finder's keepers basis. Um, <laughs> yeah. We know thanks to Dr. Who that the TARDIS is not his. He is the TARDIS's because she stole herself a time Lord to go see yeah. the universe. The one, by the way, that to me, wizard Harry, that is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me was one of the best revelations of that episode that coupled with, but I always took you where you needed to go. Those two things right there. Yes. Just take everything that you thought you knew about the TARDIS and flips it on its head and says, no, the TARDIS doesn't suck. It knows what it, it literally knows what it's doing. And it's why you have a television show. Shut up. So shut up and eat your popcorn. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, yeah, we already covered that. Oh, Jared, have we ever seen the left door of the TARDIS open? I don't think so, but. Was that, I can't okay, I didn't know it was like, oh, is that how they did it in Classic Who? Because 
that door opened and then it seemed like for the rest of the episode, that's how they got in. They went in the left door. Well, no, it wasn't consistently because when they were going through the recursive loop, they were going through the right hand door. But like, yeah. I've, I've oh, never yeah. seen that. I've, I definitely have never seen, we've seen both doors open in new who. Yeah. But I don't think we've right. ever I've seen never the seen left it. door open independently. I don't know why that would make anything different. It doesn't. But it it's is just interesting that we've never seen. Exactly. That. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Let's say yes. uh, why not? I put, <laughs> I put a line here and then didn't put anything in it called cutting edge special effects. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of those in this episode. We talked about. You know what's funny? Remember how we were talking him. about the, the green screen without tracking? Oh yeah. So Jared, I pointed this out when they were up in the tower, they up in the you know satellite dish thing, um, yeah. at the Pharaohs project. Yeah. Um, we you know we talked about we were just like all looked at each other like holy bad green screen Batman this is this is you know obvious, but there were moments where there's like green screen of like the sky and clouds and stuff because they're way up in this up in the air, yeah. and as the camera would like pan across the room the green screen background doesn't move with it. So, you know, it looks like clouds are just like whipping across the sky or whatever. And I said, it's very similar to something else we saw in classic who, and I was reminded by the Wakia, it was the terror of the autons where the doctor was fighting the master up in a tower tower. up in the air. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was the exact same thing. Oddly reminiscent. Yeah, and we, yeah. and we and except that episode also had the really bad green screen of like who was that other time lord that showed up in that one Jared? Do you remember? Oh, um It was like another time lord that like showed up to tell the doctor he had right. to come back oh, to Gallifrey to or something. Kong. Yeah. You you'll remember it in a second. Remember yeah. he like appeared and then like zoom it was like the camera just zooming in oh, yeah. was him floating towards the doctor <laughs> but it was obviously him standing still and the camera zooming in on him on yeah, green right. screen yeah. it's like oh my gosh like how bad is that we can't not mention the best effect in this episode though which, which is was the open door behind the doctor as he's like climbing across the catwalk and it's just a oh, picture yeah. of the master oh my god at that him. was hilarious jared did you catch that so do you remember when the doctor is like on the catwalk and the master starts rotating the dish so that the yeah. catwalk is turning yeah. over, over the doctor's shoulder, the doorway to go back into the control room was a picture and unmoving the, image. with yeah, the master frame. in it staring it was a still doctor. shot of the master looking as evil as he could at the doctor struggling and it was a matte painting basically <laughs> it was um i've seen that you know a thousand times on star oh, trek where it's like you know it's they they come around a corner and you have like the infinite hallway and it's obviously you know six feet long and then it's a painting it was like that, but there was a dude there staring at, at the doctor. And it's one of those times where, all right, guys, remember this was on a CRT on, you know, like a, on like a 19 inch screen. Okay. So like nobody picked up on that. It's not meant yeah. to be infinitely yeah. Yeah. upscaled. Like Jared, have done. you seen the pictures floating around lately of, um, it was a, it was like a first or second doctor Dalek story. And, uh, and, and it's a, it's a, you know, like a 4k image now. And the caption said, and it's like two Daleks in the foreground and a bunch of Daleks in the background. And then the caption oh, says, no. uh, do you think anybody will notice that they're just cardboard cutouts? <laughs> and it's <when, laughs> like, 
even in 4K, you don't recognize it at first. But then when you look at them, it is very clearly yeah. one giant cardboard slab <laughs> with a picture, a painting of Daleks going back to, you know, seven deep or something like that. Oh, and, it, wow. you know, and it talks about the same thing. It's like, no, it's going to be in black and white on a CRT that's nine inches wide. Nobody's going to notice. Or sure. Hopefully nobody will ever pull this back up yeah. <laughs> and analyze it on some futuristic technology called, I don't know, TikTok or something. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. So, other stuff. Oh, oh go ahead. The terror of the Autons, uh, the uh -huh. Time Lord is, is uh, just credited as Time Lord. Oh, oh that awesome. one. Nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How could I, I forget? Does anybody else wish that we could get to know more Time Lords just so we could get to know more cool names? Yeah. Like yeah. the Doctor, the Master. And then you have like the general, <laughs> like the president. Uh, 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 um, my favorite, my favorite still. And I, I, I looked up, I looked up the definition of this word and I still don't remember what it means. The Corsair. That is the coolest Corsair, name. Yeah. That yeah. is so cool. And I wish we could meet that, that time Lord. Jared, did, was that ever a time Lord that you meet in classic who, or is it only ever referenced? I think referenced, but. Okay. I, I want to see. I want to see a get together of a bunch of time lords and we have to we have to pick up all of their names because they don't have names they have titles. Yeah. But you like only so many can be grandiose like the master and lord president and the general. Like eventually you got to have like like I want to know that the guy our favorite character in the deadly assassin I want to know that his name was the correspondent. That's what I want to find <laughs> yeah. out. Like, give me that. Like, give me that everybody just sure. like fits their thing, or or that his name has nothing to do with the fact that he's just a reporter. Yeah, his name is the 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 artisan. <laughs> you know, the like artist. something like that. You know, like yeah. Anyways, yeah. The, give, the give Corsair me... actually is not a classic. Who? Um, not it's not okay. Yeah. I didn't think so. So the first time yeah. is is Eleven mentioning the Corsair and the Corsair's tattoo. The is that the first time? Is the only. Time it's mentioned on TV. The only oh, time? Wait, no. It's been referenced again since then, hasn't it? Uh, that's that's all. I was thinking that it had. <gasps> really? Now, see? Pretty memorable. There's I guess. like 25 seconds of content, and I think about it to this day. Yeah. In a, By the wow. way, in an episode where we meet the TARDIS, I still yeah. remember that. I remember the tattoo. I remember him saying uh, the Corsair always had this had this tattoo, even when he was a woman, you know, like oh, all right. that kind of, they dropped so much lore on this character that's never been mentioned again. I want that's more. actually kind of crazy. I want more. <laughs> uh, RTD, let's have the 14th doctor meet up with the Corsair and hang out. Okay. All right. Corsair okay. is the doctor. Uh, oh, I will punch you. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm just waiting <laughs> to find out that in that. actuality, that there's a future mind wipe because the doctor has actually traveled back in time an infinite number of times. And so the doctor is not the genetic basis for every time Lord. The doctor is every time Lord. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting that's for. That's where it's going. That's, 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 yeah, that's where we're going. Um, the, the master and the doctor are so alike. <laughs> because they literally are the same person. That's right. Yes. There's a, there's a, uh, the doctor for some reason has to uh, wipe their memory in the future and travel back and be, you know, start all over as the master, the every, master. as everyone, every, as every single, they just yeah, keep as, going back. Yeah. Uh, there's a, Oh gosh, there's a short story called the egg. 
that uh, Coors Gasak, Coors Gasakt, one of the best YouTube names, uh, did a did an animation of that plays with that idea. Um, other stuff we've noticed, we noticed, you noticed, we all noticed. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> Tegan says. You've seen my aunt? To which the doctor says, well, a little of her. Oh, oh no, dude. Oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> and, awesome. like, and then it's like two more episodes before, oh, before yeah. she puts it all together. Like well, she went for a long time before long the doctor time. then goes, yes, and he killed other people. Earth people, <laughs> and then and then I I be honest, I forgot about Aunt Vanessa. Oh yeah. So I was like, like why what? is Tegan doing the like, like Muppet Baby, like like Inspector yeah. Gadget reading a note with her eyeballs, ding, <laughs> and then all of a sudden going Aunt Vanessa, and I was like, oh my gosh, is that how the doctor just chose to tell her that? Like, oh man, if I remembered that line well a little of her, I would have punched the doctor in the face. Is that what you meant? Well, he didn't. She didn't know that. She was reduced to a doll size, and that's what the doctor meant by a little of her. Jeez, what was going through Tegan's mind? What did you see? Like an yeah, arm, a leg? <laughs> How much was left of her? Jeez. Um, we already talked about, is he called monitor because he's the output interface of the computers? Yes, that is. Yes, that, that is um, okay, uh, uh, Mission Log, uh, Star Trek podcast talks about carbon chauvinism, where... We just and this was this was way worse in early Trek, and apparently was bad in Classic Who too, where you just assume that machines will slash can never be better than human beings. So uh, we have this idea that block transfer computation is too complex for simple simple machines. He says in his in his chauvinistic arrogance. Yeah, it requires the living mind, which I love. Why their explanation is just. Uh, the living mind is immune to yeah, what? Yeah, you know, <laughs> to, it's immune yeah. to uh, reality altering entropy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a great episode of, of Star Trek The Next Generation where Picard takes over the helm to get them out of an asteroid field because there's no way that a computer could run the, you know, the, the, the numbers fast enough to get them out of this asteroid field. And it's just like, come on, dude. Like, like granted, this was 30 years before self-driving time. cars were even a possibility. But. I know, but like they're called computers for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if you remember, computers were originally people. Well, yeah. that was the name of people who ran computations or computed things. Um, so speaking of the living mind, I love the sci-fi trope where if you're really smart, you have to have bulging veins on your head because your brain is trying to break out of your skull. Yeah. I love so that. smart. It's all the blood flowing in their brain. Instead of adapting and having a bigger head. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My because that's bursting. That's how evolution works. Is that uh, yeah. is that your your brain grows faster than your skull possibly can. Yeah. And just so much so that you just. I especially love when uh, the aliens have like brain shaped heads. Oh yeah. Where it's like definitely like the double lobe and everything. You know, Mars Attacks takes this to the absolute extreme. <laughs> Basically, like you can see, like the ridges of their brain—they oh, <laughs> just have God. no skull. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty big weakness there, guys. Um, let's see. Um, hey, why did they just open the doors and talk to the doctor when the TARDIS was shrunk? Yeah. Why didn't I they just open the doors and talk to him? Because he is so sick from being small. 
<laughs> That's how that scene was played. That was that bizarre. Was very, that was very, very weird. Where oh, they God. like narrowed down to like fisheye lens, put the camera on the floor, made it kind of fuzzy and yeah, everything. Like, what the heck? They did a couple of weird things like that where um, like when Adric and Tegan went right out of time and space. They they showed they that by inverted it. <laughs> yeah, by literally reducing the image size down to nothing, and then like bringing it back, but the colors were inverted and everything. And then that effect immediately went away. And then it went so, away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Corbin said to what you said, "I'm I'm glad." I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Corbin's like this is gonna make me sick if they keep showing it in negative and everything. Um, let's see. Yeah. So I didn't understand why you know there. How did how did Tegan? Assume that the light on top of the TARDIS was a camera. She kept looking at it to communicate with the doctor. I was unsure what they were looking at. They were looking yeah. at the lantern on top of the TARDIS. Really? The TARDIS has a view screen, and some of them know that. Not Tegan. But not she Tegan. Yeah, not that. Tegan. Yeah. But and, how did she know it was a ship to begin with? Oh, that was the that other was, thing. Y'all picked up on that. How you know, like she's she's wandering plans. around a labyrinth. She walked into a police box, finds herself in a much too big room, gets lost in the labyrinth inside, and says, that darn pilot. I'm like, what? Huh? what? <laughs> so anyways, just proves that she's she's a companion. That really yeah. a yeah. story, huh? she she a what now? It really is a flux really story. Really is a flux story. Yeah. Companions just knowing crap they shouldn't. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways. Uh, she's probably River, probably. as it turns out, right? She's the doctor's Everyone's parents. River. She is the parents. Doctor. Both of them? <laughs> <laughs> no, the doctor's her own parents. And the, the doctor is her own parents. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so the Pharaoh's Project was like uh, sci-fi SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, it's an attempt to contact aliens. Uh, Jared, is the Pharaoh's Project an actual thing? Is that is that like British... Oh, SETI I, in the I 80s? don't know. I, I assumed it was a, uh, it was just something for the, the episode. I, that's what I, that's <laughs> what I thought as well. Yeah. Um, Trip said, uh, <laughs> Trip, you want to talk about this? What? He said, maybe oh, that's why we keep yeah. getting aliens on our, on earth. <laughs> Cause <laughs> we're, we're broadcasting yeah, out we're in the like, space. Come, no wonder come we keep down. getting invaded to which Trip goes, by the way, we take Christmas off. So that's like definitely the time you should invade and like send down your flamethrowing tuba Santas and all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> Just come in the right attire. It'll be nice. It'll okay. Be nice. We were trying to figure out uh, because we, we couldn't remember 100% when this episode came out and when Super Mario Brothers came out. So who <laughs> stole, this who stole the theme song from oh who? Because when they were sneaking around on the Pharos ba uh, Project base, the there were incredibly long scenes. Oh my gosh. That was yes. Ridiculous. Yeah, it 80s, was like 80s television was a different way of telling stories, guys. Because like the fact that we watched the doctor for 30 seconds run across a field and, and then for another 30 ladder. seconds as he climbed the entire ladder yes, no, on we, camera. We watch him run across the field, then camera switch so we can watch him run some more right. to the ladder. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but yeah, while they were running across the field, and doing the thing where like the doctor would run out and then like wave them over and the rest of them would run out. Every time somebody like jogged across the field in that hunched over, I'm sneaking position, there was definitely dunna dunna dunna. Yeah. And then there was like there was like synth in between. It wasn't the whole thing, but it was like dunna dunna dunna. It's like, yeah, what is happening? Is that the Mario song? What is that? Yeah. Um, and then as we said, so wait, was this the flux before the flux? 
Mm-hmm. We got to the end yeah. and Trip was so you were like Trip was losing. It. You were he you was, were indignant. You were not even angry. You were offended. Thing. Uh that it turns out sense. he was like, the flux was supposed to be this breakthrough thing, and we did it before in 1981. Yeah. Because it was essentially this was the flux. Who was, was the last showrunner? The what what who was he? JNT. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Nathan Turner. There you go. Boom. Okay. What? <laughs> He's just shaking just his head. Don't this even. Is, this is an audio I only podcast. Don't even. Whatever. Okay. Uh, so who's who? Who is Adric? He is very smart. He is very smart. He's so they very, say. The thing about Adric that he you got to know. Pick the TARDIS's log with smart. his star. Yeah. Jared, yeah, help what? me out. The star was a medal that he won for math? Yes. It was what? an award for his advanced <laughs> math. What does that mean? What is, Where is it? Everywhere? Is this a British thing that were did you, did you used to win medals for math? Well, he's he's or like not was a, a, he's an alien. He's not. Yes, yeah. I know, but it's still a British show. Like so they're like, something. oh, so he's from e space. So he's not even from this universe. Yeah, yeah, he's not. Oh wow! So he's oh, stowed okay. away from a different universe. Uh, basically, so. Yeah. So what I mean is this like him getting like the Nobel Peace Prize or was this him like winning the spelling bee in high school? Yeah. Oh, I'm that's always I'm... taking it to be like the spelling bee, but I, that's a good question. Uh, he's he's that's the he's way you've always presented it. Yeah. Why does he is care that... so much about this? I I don't know, but does there was he... definitely there was definitely a whole scene where he wasn't wearing it, and I was like, oh, "Where'd the medal go?" And in the next scene, he snapped it back onto his pocket, and I was like, oh, "There you go, Adric. I mean... Show off that medal." Does he care about it? Because he's like picking a lock with it. That doesn't seem very good for it. Um, ah. I don't know if you if you also I just if went, you were wearing a medal that you could also use to pick locks and defeat Cybermen. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm uh, yeah, keep wearing yeah. that medal. What happened Maybe to that's the TARDIS why he keeps key, wearing though? It. What happened to what? Why why can he pick a TARDIS's lock? Because I yeah he's super I smart and stuff. Yeah. Math, big brain. <laughs> he picked math, it with math. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the the doctor taught him to read Earth numbers, which uh, uh, the monitor called very clumsy symbols. Even though they use them, <laughs> even though they use yeah. them, and then I did love him him just mindlessly walking behind the monitor, spouting out like random, supposedly random letters and numbers, only two at a time, and mostly starting with A. Did y'all notice that A zero A two. Three seven completely a nine, and it was like, why so many a's? Like, um, and he only he seriously did. He was like two at a time, with a lot of space in between. So, and I didn't know what that was supposed to be. Did each of those guys compute a two digit number? But then you look at the page, (laughs) and it's like, I know there was like so much information on that page, and he, I think, in his entire time of doing that, recited like one twenty seven characters. I mean, they are using like an abacus to calculate crap so i love so the great. part where you're walking through the streets and so many people are using the abacus that you can just hear it like yeah what the heck you can just constantly hear it clicking in the background um let's see anything else about adric jared i feel like he was he faded away in the second half of this storyline yeah he was like a big deal in the first two and then kind of like he literally left at one point yeah he did yeah. Did you have any other stuff to say, Jared? No, I mean, wait, I, not really. We've talked about Adric in other other yeah. episodes. I don't is, think there's anything pertinent here. 
Other than is he the one that crashes the the spaceship into the planet yes. and kills the dinosaurs? Yes, with math. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> math. Or no, we don't know no. if math because we'll never know. I'll never know oh, if yeah. I was right. Yeah, that's the so, one. So sad. Saddest part. Sad. So sad. 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 Adric. Um, who is Tegan Jovanka? Uh, she's very forgetful and disorganized, but then yet shows up later and just kicks all the butt. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was really weird the way they 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 started her off with as just like a flawed ditzy character. Door. Like what? Yeah, she went back to get her bag and close the door and forgot to close the door again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, is she Australian? Is that is it, is she supposed to be Australian? I have no idea. I'm asking sure. Jordan. Why not? Sure. I don't <laughs> understand this character. Why not? Sure, why not? Sure. What else would she be? I don't yeah. understand this character at all. Why was she in this? This is a... I don't know. You know, this, this is diversity She's the new companion. In, in classic Who. She's the new companion. This, yeah, yeah. So, so I didn't even know. Jared, uh, help help us out here. But uh, so Nissa was Nissa. <clears throat> so moving forward, it's Tegan, Nissa, and Adric, right? Yes. Okay. So oh. and and prior to now, it was Romana and Adric. Romana and Adric overlapped. Um, they're they're. I mean, you know, Fourth Doctor had so many companions working yeah. through uh it, it, yeah. because he was on for so long um jared i saw an article the other day that i showed to corbin just the headline it was the 20 greatest companions of all time and i was like how what? many companions are there i mean we've had, oh, this yeah. is the top 20 list we've had like 20 yeah so apparently the fourth doctor ha- could have a top 10 list who. of his own um yeah yeah. Okay. So, but so the reason that Tegan is in this episode is because we're we're meeting a new companion. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, it was the classic thing. It was like, yeah, she but accidentally she stumbled into the TARDIS, like, but then let's she go home the entire time. She's oh, like, yeah. I'm only with the Doctor to get home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've not well, done that before. No, we're, we're talking Tegan we're... still. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we we would have seen that with the original companions. Uh, uh, yeah. not Susan, but um, Ian and Barbara. All yeah. they wanted to do yeah. was get home for like two seasons, and then they finally kind of did. Well, what's interesting about Tegan is then with the obviously with the Fifth Doctor, she goes home. She she travels for a long time, and then decides. Uh, I think it's right after Adric dies. Decides it's uh, all too real and goes home, and then comes back. She doesn't oh, like being home what? anymore. And, and so she did a Donna. Yeah, she did. A Donna. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. And um, and correct and me I, if I'm wrong. Did doesn't the Fifth Doctor drop her off at the airport she was trying to get to in this episode? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she was going it, to the she was going to the airport for an interview for a, a stewardess job, and that's right. where he dropped her back off. Yeah. <laughs> right. So in in her timeline, it's like she never left, basically, except that her aunt her dead. Aunt <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Wait! Wait! Wait. Wait, a minute. Wait a minute! Did he drop her off? He did. He drops her off that day. I remember right. reading the in the in the wikia that it said the fifth doctor asks her where and when, basically, and she says February twenty first, nineteen eighty one, which is the day this first episode aired. Right. Which means, which means, in her timeline, she's driving to the airport with her aunt. They break down. She, she disappears. Died. The aunt and a police officer are ostensibly murdered. Yeah. 
A dude shows up. He randomly disappears with a kid that also randomly showed up. And then she shows up at the airport. That police officer (laughs) is going to arrest her tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. I guess we just forgot about all that. And we forget about all that because it's a number of years. Jeez. Um, So uh, who is the watcher? We kind of, we kind of talked about this. Is it the master? Is it a time Lord? Um, The doctor seems to know and trust him after talking to him, which Corbin didn't realize that that was the fourth doctor on the bridge talking to him because that was edited weird. It was like, he was like cloaked from my perspective. He doctor cloaked the doctor, like walks up onto the pier, some mysterious cloaked figure who I thought was the master walks up and talks to the dude. Then the, doctor like doubles back after seeing that's what it yeah. yeah you see the doctor walking off the 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 docks and then he's and then the next thing we there. see is him approaching the watcher that <laughs> but took yeah me a that was him to understand what yeah 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 the the editing there was so bizarre it, it didn't show him like walking up to the bridge and then cutting to because it cuts to adric's point of view but f- considering like we said earlier, we spent 90 seconds watching him cross a field from two different angles and then climb an entire ladder up into a, yeah. uh, an antenna. On the flip side, a presumably 10-minute walk over to that bridge or more happens yeah, in the blink of an of eye. boat and then go up onto the bridge. Like, there's no way. Yeah, he, he had to, like, go off the docks, get up to the road, walk that road down to where it meets the bridge, then cross the bridge, because the, the Watcher was in the middle of the bridge. Yeah. Anyways, um, do y'all want to talk more about the Watcher? Because, Jared, I, I should have gotten video of their response. <laughs> I got video of their response to the O-Master revealing himself and apparently they had already figured it out. So there was no reaction for me to film. Um, I did not think about recording y'all's reaction to he was the doctor. The most insane scene I've seen in doctor who ever. (laughs) The most insane. My reaction to that. The most insane. What scene in doctor who (laughs) history. Dumbest, most confusing scene. Five seconds. It was the craziest (laughs) Oh yeah, that was like like what the what heck the is happening? Jared, I told him. I said I have seen that scene on YouTube a dozen times. And every time I watch it, I go, "Man, I can't wait to watch this story so I can learn more about the watcher and the incredibly important role that he apparently played in this story and all of the mystery and tension the watcher was an appropriate and then, yes, and the fact that he is called The Watcher, the Watcher. with a capital W, yeah. which yeah. is never said until the fourth episode when Adric casually refers to him as The Watcher. Right. And I think it was that scene, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it was like... No, he did say it. He did say it earlier. Episode. He said something about the doctor, said something about The Watcher or something. I don't know. Yeah. He really felt and like, that Up until that point, we've well. never referred to him as anything because he's a non-entity. Yeah. We're not, he's just watching. And yes. then when the doctor says... Um, preparations have been made. What? What, what do you mean? In what manner? Why is it that this cocooned man has to walk across and in the weirdest special effects ever walk into your head? I, yeah, what, what? That scene where he's suddenly ghostly and he starts walking yes. through towards the doctor and, and does not goes like into him and he, like, he doesn't turns like into lay down snowman. into the doctor. No, he doesn't. He walks, no. 
He like green special effects into his head. Zoom out so that he can be oh. smaller. This <laughs> the strangest. And then the thing. doctor like turns into like a snowman, then like turns old him, and then <laughs> no, he looks he looks time. like Miss Doubtfire in that one scene where he's just like <laughs> covered in crap. You're like, what the heck? Hey, Jared, guess what we watched last night? Yeah, <laughs> guess. Best can't get. So I had I had been looking forward to seeing all the 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 hold lore the, up, the, the lore the, yeah. behind <laughs> the Watcher with a capital W, only to find it's out. Amazing. And I told them I was like, I've been one wanting to know what's the deal with the Watcher. Still don't know. Only to find out we have to read the Wikia to figure out what the heck is going on. I don't think the Wikia gave us any information. And it's like an in between regeneration yep. of right. which Doctor was it in between the fourth and the fifth. I guess we have no idea. Yeah, yeah the Wikia yeah. refers to him as an as a as an intermediary regeneration. Intermediary, or but I don't how? think it was said on screen, was it? Yeah, no. it wasn't. It was not. That's my point. It's but intermediary, how? Because the fourth Doctor <laughs> does not regenerate into that thing; it just regenerates straight <laughs> into the fifth Doctor. Regeneration was, let's say, inconsistent in Classic Who, if you'll recall. Yes, it still um, is clearly. Um, yeah. What in New Who? Is making up rules like oh the twelve doesn't yeah, they, exist. They make up what? rules, but the yeah. way it happens on screen is very consistent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the rules about it are whatever the current showrunner decides to make them. Yeah. But the but the idea of you know like fatal damage to the doctor results in the the light and and the scream and the pain and the whatever and then the confused new doctor you know probably crashing the TARDIS, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. All of those tropes have, have stayed fairly consistent, but in new who man, it was the wild, wild West. <laughs> Every time they had a regeneration, they were like, so we've never done one of these before, obviously. So let's just make it up as we go because there's no precedent. <laughs> you take a little exactly. tumble, you turn into a white man who's been following you the whole episode. Uh, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. So Jared, any, any light you want to shed on the watcher? Any, oh. any insights that you have? The insight, the biggest insight I have is I had the same reaction as you guys when I first saw it, yeah. because I was watching the Fifth Doctor first uh, and and watching through his regeneration, um, you know, most consistent at first. And the Watcher does kind of come back with five. Oh, six. really? It's more that he sees him, you know, as the as they see the past uh, 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 companions and and. Uh, baddies that they fought and things like that uh you you kind of see the watcher come back there he, he makes a huh. a brief and so the best the best explanation that i've heard that someone come up with first of all it seems to me it's intentionally ambiguous it's intentionally like we just i don't know maybe they needed they felt they needed this character in order for the the doctor to have the idea to 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 in order to to, to win, you know, to, to vanquish the master. I, I'm not really sure um, why yeah. they felt they needed the watcher, but they, they put I, the watcher I in. I feel like sometimes when I'm watching older sci-fi, and this is not Doctor Who, this is all older sci-fi, I feel like sometimes they would do weird crap just to do weird crap. <laughs> There's, yeah. Jared, do you, do you remember, did you watch the Star Trek, the original series? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the episode where they they come into orbit over this planet, and the planet is geographically speaking 
Earth. Okay. It's got it there's continents that look exactly like North America, South America, you know, every There's every, about three of those episodes every season, by the No, way. it's not that bad. But but um Kirk says, and this is this is the cold open. And Kirk says, it's like Earth, but not. And then it like goes to the credits, and you think the whole episode has got to hinge on this one fact, right? And then they <laughs> yeah. beam down to the planet, and it's like, I don't remember. I think it's a planet where all the there's a plague that kills only the adults. And so uh, the whole planet is run by kids. Yeah. And they yeah. never mention this this idea again. They never bring it up ever again. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you like make that the central focus? Well, you got to grab the people. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to you got to goose them a little. You got to get them. And and that's what I feel is like the like the recursive TARDIS thing. Like that was cool. We're not going to ever yeah. talk about it again. But that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like the Twilight Zone is the worst for this. The Twilight Zone does this stuff all the time where um, you just get like the crazy wild eyed stare into the camera and then that, and then they just move on. Like there's no 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 yes. reason for it or whatever. Yes. Um, so at any rate, um, who is the master? Um, he escaped Trocken by taking over the body of Mrs. Father Timus. We already said that. Um, Sorry, came to take over. I, I just had one more thing to say about the Watcher. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the best uh, theory that I've kind of read so far is that it is it, it it's this it's an entity that is you know kind of part of the doctor, but also has it has its you know obviously form outside of itself that comes to help through the regeneration process. It's um, the timeless child. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Everything's the timeless child. Why not? Um, Every, and, everyone and, is the timeless child. And there's something something that kind of makes sense like that because if especially as new who has made it where it's like I am I am dying yes my body will live on I I will be you know the doctor will live on but I my personality is dying yeah, yeah and all the pain and and everything that, that you know psychological trauma that comes with that and so it's like okay you know it, it, the Maybe maybe the watcher stopped, and that's why it becomes so painful. Because in classic Who, the regenerations seem a little more peaceful, in general. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the first Doctor was just like, "I'm tired. I'm going to lay down and not be me anymore." Right. That's right. I'm going to be someone like, else. Have, have we ever watched that, guys? Have yeah. ever shown you all that? I don't think so. The first Doctor regenerates by basically saying, "I'm getting old." Yeah, and then he just like lays down and sweats a little bit, and then they like crank the the light saturation up so high that you can't see anything anymore. And then when they yep. bring it slowly back down, it's the next doctor. But I mean, it's literally he's like bored to death is almost the way it's presented. <laughs> I haven't seen that episode. I think that's a lost episode. Um, yes, but I've it seen. Is, but they have that yeah. scene because it was part of a um, Blue Peter. Uh, that's right. That's right. It was shown on as a as a uh, a teaser on Blue Peter. That's right. Yeah, a highlight reel on a kids show, so it's yeah. a, it survived. But but um, yeah, it's it's literally like yeah, and that's okay. I, I have notes about that later, so I I keep trying to jump into that. But anyways, um, so the master um came to take over Logopolis for some reason. Did we ever get a clear reason on why he's there to take over? He wants Just to figure out what they were doing because he's the master. Oh, they had a dark. Secret. Oh, because they were they were copying the pharaoh's project and, yeah it's yeah. like what right. is that all about okay he had a great evil villain line he said uh the doctor said something about 
I'm, I'm almost jealous or something. And he said, oh, wonderful. Envy is the beginning of all true greatness. Whoa, that should be like over the door of his lair or yeah. something. Like evil is the beginning of all true greatness. Um, I would love to see the Disneyification of the master where like we get, I guess we kind of have gotten enough backstory that we sympathize with master, don't we? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's basically turned insane by the Somewhat. by the story. by the Time Lords. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, who is the Doctor? Uh, the fourth Doctor. He says, "Never guess unless you have to." There's enough uncertainty in the universe. To which I wrote, "Say what?" Like the Doctor's always guessing and making up crap. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you talking about? That's, that's what he runs on. Uh, the, we got real close to a Doctor Who, just the Doctor, where uh, Tegan calls him Doctor Whoever you are. That was that was great. I love that. Um, okay. Getting back to my point from, I think it was last week, my rant last week, the doctor hates farewells. He said it. I, was it last week that I went on this rant about every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end. And I was like, shut up. Nineties, nineties emo music. (laughs) as well. That's not what she said. That's the song. That's the song. (laughs) That's the song that I inadvertently almost half quoted. Um, he I, says I was he yelling hates into my iPod because you, you were trying to remember it. And I was like, I got yes, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I got that reference. Um, he says he hates farewells. And he says that as he avoids giving any to Adric and Tegan. <laughs> yeah. He's like, deuces, y'all. I'm out. I hate farewells. So you don't get any. Um, and he said that to absolutely no one, by the way. Um, he's never chosen his own company. Holy cow. Yeah, and then he goes on a rant awesome. of how he none goes of these on a supposed to rampage about how he never really wanted any of you stupid companions oh! anyway. <laughs> Good grief. Which is like Don't. so opposite to Eleven's speech to Amy about how <laughs> you can still see it. When you make the universe your backyard, what do you have? A backyard. So I don't see the wonder and the amazement anymore. But when you look at it and you see it, I see it. And this doctor's like, screw you guys. I want to be alone. Yeah. I want to go sit in my cloister and not be disturbed. Ring the bell if you must. Um, anywho. Uh, and then he fell to his death. Okay. This was the thing that I keep coming back to. Corbin was very disturbed by, he's like, he fell. Like he fell. 20 Ten got zapped with more radiation than, you know, enough radiation to kill a planet. And the doctor fell from really high up. <laughs> <laughs> Which the Wikia pointed out, the 13th doctor fell from space. Yeah. What? <laughs> she fell out of the TARDIS in orbit <laughs> and crashed through the roof of a train. Yeah. What? Oh, and crazy. got up. Like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) I'm ready to jump into action, everyone. Yeah, but wasn't she still? She still had the regeneration energy going on. So, yeah, that can I okay bones and internal guess. (laughs) But okay, but the Wakia also pointed out that the tenth Doctor also fell from somewhere. It it said the end of time, and I don't remember it except that I I do remember. The tenth doctor essentially falling from space or like jumping down a ridiculously, you know, high cliff or something. I don't remember, but yeah, he definitely fell high enough that it would kill anyone. Yeah. And was oh, he fell through the roof. Remember? Huh? The reason that the tenth doctor's oh, yeah. face is all 
nicked and cut and everything. He fell through a glass ceiling. He fell, crashed through a glass ceiling and fell onto a marble floor. Yeah, what? <laughs> How did this kill the doctor? This guy fell, fell into grass, grass and he's like, I'm so dead now. And I love laying on the ground. There was nothing to imply that he was in any way, shape, or form injured, injured by that in fall. pain. Yeah. Nothing. He's it's like, just I'm that, you know, now, it's just that TV trope of, oh, you fell, you're dead now. Um, except yeah. that it wasn't instantaneous. He was still conscious, not moving, which makes more sense with regenerations anyways. It, it, it does, but I'm I just, just saying like, generally speaking in a TV show, if you want to kill somebody, you drop them off a cliff and then you look down and they're already dead. They're <laughs> on the ground already dead because bloodless, yeah. unbroken, but 100% like brain is in death feet. Dead. Huh? The brain is in the, <laughs> the feet. brain just, is in the feet. <laughs> they just die as soon as they hit the ground. <laughs> nice. So we were, um, Needless to say, we were nonplussed with the method of <laughs> a little death. Disappointing. Um, Jared, not to be too spoilery. So the first doctor dies because he's old. The second doctor mm. is forced to regenerate because he broke oh, the rules God. of the of the Time Lords. What <laughs> right. happened to What happened to Pertwee? Uh, you know, you're gonna test my my memory. Stump on the-, the the classic Whovian. Um, yeah, well, you've done it. Uh, so Davison um, got some of the poison gas or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He got gassed. Right. Yeah. Uh, six, the TARDIS crashed and he died or something, right? I'm wanting to say that that six, like the TARDIS crashed and everyone else was okay, but it killed him or something, right? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> awesome. He was in the control room. He was in the control room when he died. And like something happened, they fell or something, and he got like knocked out and died. That's ridiculous. And when they roll him back over, He's remember the, the sixth doctor. doctor was the one who left kind of on bad terms. And right. so he didn't film his regeneration mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. So he gets knocked out and he was the one in the in the like clown costume, basically, mm-hmm. like all the patchwork colors and everything. And so they put the they put the eighth doctor, uh, is that Colin Baker? No. He was the seventh. Who was the eighth? Six, I mean, sixth, seventh, what? <laughs> Who was the seventh Which doctor? Which one are we on? I've lost it. Seventh sixth. doctor. Seventh doctor is, uh, oh goodness. It's coming. He was the other, he was the other Scottish one, wasn't he? M- McCoy, Sylvester oh. McCoy. Yeah. Sylvester right. McCoy. So they put Sylvester McCoy into that costume, as you do, right. and then put a wig on him. Because remember how he also had like that crazy curly hair? Oh yeah. They right. put a crazy curly wig on him. And laid him down face down yep. to to be like last time on Doctor Who, basically. And then they roll him over and it's him. That was oh, that God. was the regeneration scene for, for that. So then, like I said, you know, like nine absorbed the vortex energy from the heart of the TARDIS. <laughs> Ten took a mega blast of radiation. Eleven lived longer than anyone yeah. ever should. And what got blasted by the Daleks or yeah. something, right? He went out like blaze of glory. Like yeah. Um, all of a sudden, death. I can't remember what happened to 12. What happened uh, to 12? Why did he die? Heck, it's on the... Um, electrocuted by the Mondasian Cybermen. Oh yeah, he was yeah, he was zapped by uh, a Cyberman. But he delayed yeah. the regeneration. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, he refused to regenerate or whatever. Yeah, but he got taken right. out by a Cyberman blaster yeah. and everything. Right. Yeah. And thirteen died about seven times in the last episode. So <laughs> yeah, she got whacked by a Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> so over and over and over again. Um so, so anyways. If you wanna yeah. if you wanna go back, third doctor was radiation poisoning. 
Uh, oh, really? Okay. Drifted through time for 10 years, dying of the radiation poisoning before he returned <laughs> to Earth. And had Wait, what? Triggered by, yeah. Um, so basically, uh, Tenant? Yeah. Because that's what Ten did. He went on his whole farewell tour. It wasn't 10 years, but he like <laughs> went and said goodbye to all of his companions while he was dying of radiation. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess that's right. No, that's um, interesting. I never, never Very made that, never felt, felt that connection, but yeah, there, but, um, so, I mean, this was, yeah, anyway. Um, and then, yeah, the sixth doctor, it, it, as you were talking about, they, they left it very open. Um, so because they, they just, they had his, they had the TARDIS under attack from the, the Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we don't really know. And so there are, you know, there's stories that have said, you know, that, oh, it's this from the, you know, sustained physical injuries during the, the attack yeah, on the furnace, yeah, or yeah. it's this, that, and the other thing in order to foil the Valyard, you know, so anyway. Yeah. We don't, we oh, and then, and then let's not forget the, the seventh doctor in the movie yeah. was shot by a gangster. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember? Right he right. was shot by the yeah. Yakuza or something. Oh, my God. Like he was straight up murdered with a machine gun ridiculous. in a drive-by. <laughs> Because it was the 90s. Jeez. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, um, yeah, it's amazing how like they decided to step things up a little bit with the uh, with the new Who Doctor uh, deaths. Anyways, guys, News of the Whovian is brought to you by listeners like this guy. Oh, is that me? <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> no, Victor's been here. Unmute Victor's mic, yeah. would you? He's been patiently waiting, sitting on the couch with me. No. James uh, is Victor Jared. Yeah, Victor Jared. <laughs> Uh, listeners like Victor, Jared, and James, you find value in what we do like they do. Why don't you do what they do? Which is? Support us. Noobsinthewhoobian.com. Send them money. Corbin <laughs> says, <laughs> which is? <laughs> like, uh, go to com slash support. Find your favorite way of supporting your favorite podcast. Uh, so that brings us down to overall impressions. Out of 10, what do we think here? <laughs> Trip, oh, why don't you go because I can see his on the thing. Okay. <laughs> I I just do we have to sing it? I yeah, I just don't like do. this at all. I don't I didn't like this. It it was flux all over again. That's what I I, I mean you it. keep summing it up like that. It wasn't I, quite until, just until flux. that part. What did you think? Okay, so the first it started We don't need an episode by episode breakdown. But. Like I I it started strong, but they lost me in the last like two and a half episodes. <laughs> Okay. Like, Two and a half. There Jeez. was interesting. All right, what's, what's, parts what's your score? To it. What's your score? I like Legopolis as a planet. Okay. <laughs> but other I did than too. That, I thought, yeah, I, I like the Lego- I didn't like Logopolitans. anything about this episode. So four out of ten dumb ways to die. Dumb ways to die. Corbin, how about you? <laughs> I think I'm with the trip. I thought it started out strong. Yeah. And then they, you know, they have Tardises they all the way burned. down. Turtles. That was awesome. the first episode. Inside of Turtles. And then I like that awesome. one. Like that, it was, was cool, but they never but they didn't yeah. explain yeah. it at all. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's it's it just happened. And then there's no explanation. <laughs> weird yeah. crap for the sake of weird crap. Yeah. There's a gremlin yeah. on the wing. What? There was a lot of that where they, they introduced stuff. <laughs> Looking at Jared's score right now. <laughs> I just, so <laughs> I don't want to spoil his. But um, <laughs> I felt like they had stuff that it they were gonna do something and then they didn't do something. Yeah, and then they took it in weird directions I didn't like. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, these chanting monks on this 
random computer planet, they're holding the fabric of the universe together. Okay. Yeah, that, that was that what? was weird. So, so I don't weird? know. I'm a, I'm gonna go like a five out of ten. Uh, brain veins. Yeah. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> bah. Um, I. I don't remember if it was after the first episode or the second episode. We like took a break real quick, like refill our drinks and stuff. And y'all were, it must've been the second episode. Cause I feel like y'all were kind of on board the first one. Yeah. And the second one, y'all started getting lost. It started losing you. Not y'all were getting lost, but um, y'all were kind of like, Ugh. and I was like, what is your, I was like, I'm enjoying this. And y'all were like, are you crazy? And I was like, this is the most fun that I remember having with a classic who episode. Yeah. With a classic like, who episode, it was, that's the thing guys is like, uh, remember we're going to do a couple more <laughs> these yeah. classic who episodes. You got to watch them for what they are. I, I was okay, not looking forward. To I'll this. say this. I'll say there's a, there's a couple things for me. First of all, the more we get to know this universe, the more I env- enjoy classic who. Okay. Like if, if you don't know much about Star Trek, don't start with the original series. Don't just don't do it because if you're at all used to television as it is today, you're not going to watch that show through the right eyes and you're not going to enjoy it and see it for what it was at its time. You need to watch the new stuff. And then if you're interested, go back and get the old stuff mm-hmm. so you can get the references like why did they reference the Harry Mudis incident in Star Trek Beyond? You know, like, that's why you go back and watch that stuff. But, and that's what I'm finding is that the more, you know, like every time Jared brings up a, a classic who connection, like we've been doing this so long that now Jared, when he's bringing up classic who connections, like, have oh, y'all noticed yeah. he's going, y'all remember the last time I told you about this thing? Well, this is related <laughs> to that thing. And Jared, yeah. I love that by the way, because you're building that mythology and that lore for yeah, us and, we're, and, and connecting we're those fibers. It. Right. And so um, one of the things I remember that, that Corbin just said uh, earlier, I think it was before we started recording, was like, you talk about this episode all the time oh. in your segment. Yeah. yeah. Because like this was the first cloister bell and this, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And um, I, that's what I'm starting to enjoy more and more. I'm also just like embracing the campiness, like just embrace the camp. You if you what? just go into this, if you go into this expecting, you know, modern day television stories, you're not going to get it. You're going to get 1980s sci-fi. So if you go looking for that and go, Weird crap's going to happen because they wanted weird crap to happen in their show. And the special effects are going to be eye-stabbingly terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Put a picture there, I don't know. Then you're going to have a good time. Now, that being said, I still think that there was plenty wrong with this story and wrong with these episodes and everything. But I had, I I think this is, every time we are doing Classic Who now, I'm having more and more fun. And I'm glad we're finally back to it. We are progressing, though. Because we've gone like one, two, three. Like we we went through all of them. I feel like I've had more fun. We said that we said that with our first time through with our original classic Who run. As we got into like the sixth, seventh Doctor, y'all were like, like, "I'm enjoying this more." It's starting to get into what I can like exactly. And and for me, there were episodes. I think it was when we watched McCoy. Was I was like, you know, this is as close to like TNG era. Like it was. I think it yeah. might have been on the air when TNG was on the air, even or or there was a, it was a couple of years apart, and I was like, "This is the sci-fi I grew up on." Yeah, and then and like, like like I can watch that, 
as long as it, it's good content i can watch yeah. that kind and sometimes of it, sometimes it's garbage and that's okay yeah yeah so i i'm gonna give it um i'm gonna give it eight out of ten did i hit the right button there nope that's a seven i'm gonna give it uh eight out of ten corbin stole my brain veins uh, <laughs> uh, uh recursive tart eye <laughs> Tartipodes. Tartipodes. <laughs> uh so so jared uh you, you need to give us your rating and then i need to mention something about your rating scale oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i wrote it in because i knew you guys could see it on the notes there i wrote it in as a 10 out of 10 that was uh that's not really where it's going to stay oh um, i wanted your reaction but Honestly, oh, yeah. uh, honestly, as far as some of my favorite, if I'm going to go back and rewatch Classic Who episodes, this is definitely in the top. You know, yeah. I this, don't know. This is a, a staple, right? There. Yeah, this is definitely up there. So I am going to go higher than you guys. And you know that I have, a, I have, mm-hmm. I, I think I have, I, I'm able to, when we see the Classic Who episodes, I think I am able to rate uh, a little more, you know, segmented. Of course, it, it's, it's, as, as you just went on about, it's very hard to compare to New Who mm. as far as yes. uh, the, the, the um, special effects and, right. and, and even yeah. the way they tell stories now, uh, very different from then. Um, all right. you got to do, get the tube TV out of your basement. Everyone's got one <laughs> down there somewhere. Yeah. Get the Betamax out. Get the Betamax version of this. <laughs> throw it in. And, and then the special effects will suddenly look good. It'll look and great. You won't notice the cardboard cutouts, but I am. Okay. I'm going to go a little higher than than the Whovian here than Austin. I'm going to go nine sure. out of ten uh, long scarves uh, because I, I think me and Dad are thinking the same thing. Go ahead, Gorman. The Doctor tripping the master <laughs> with his longest thing ever. I'm sorry. How did that he even tie amazing. that so quickly? Nine out of ten heck? scarves long enough to trip yeah. the master on a catwalk. I also yes. love how that didn't do anything. It did. It did not. Like he tripped the master and it didn't stop him at all. No. It also I mean, didn't trip him. Like he to- like he fell, he like right. but it was not fall. tripped. Yeah, not <laughs> that scarf. Do you remember why the scarf is that long? Uh, it was an accident, right? Yeah, the, the seamstress, oh, really? if if that's the right term, or or knit, knitting stress, uh, <laughs> uh, knitstress, yes, asked to make the scarf. <laughs> they gave him a bunch of multicolored yarn, and or her a bunch of multicolored yarn, and said, you know, make us a, a multicolored scarf for for the doctor's costume. And she just knit it with all of the yarn they gave her. <laughs> just, just kept going. I'm going to make up the number, but like they handed her like eight skeins of yarn and was like, make us a scarf. And she thought they meant right. use oh, all of this yarn. Oh, so she just it. kept going. And she, she came used... back like three days yeah. later. What took you so long? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then, and, and then like. Owned it. He yeah. I was going to say, did, yeah. yeah, he didn't, didn't Tom Baker just like fell like, in love with it and was like, this is my thing. thing ever. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. That is so great. Um, all right. Well, that brings us down to the game plan. Um, uh, so next week we are doing a timey-wimey. We're going to be covering Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, which I mentioned the other day, Dan Pavenmeyer of Phineas and Ferb fame uh, crapped upon it, it from a great yeah. height. Um, <laughs> it is on uh, Disney+. Plus. So uh, if you don't have that, go get you a, a, a free trial or something. Um, and, uh, just as a reminder, it is, uh, it is PG 13. So kids ask your parents, parents, maybe preview it or, Oh, check this out. If you're not aware of this, this, this is a fun tip for a family friendly podcast. Go to imdb.com and, uh, 
uh, do a control F to search for parents guide. And it will give you a breakdown of like sex and nudity, blood and violence and gore, uh, profanity, drug use, you know, like all these different categories and we'll give you like a rating of like, uh, the, the language is severe and the violence is mild and the nudity is, uh, uh, what do they call it? Moderate, you know, or something like, and it'll give you like a breakdown of what all of those things are because sometimes a rated R you're like, I don't know what that means. You know, so like rated R saving private Ryan is because you're going to see lots of like, you know, people blowing up, but there's not going to be like a bunch of like sex scenes and stuff. So, um, we use that all the, all the time, uh, in our, in our family. Uh, so Prince of Persia is for like intense scenes of action and stuff like that. There's some sword fighting, which apparently is mostly bloodless, uh, but there's no nudity. I don't think it said there was any cussing at all. So um, I felt like it, it, it matched up with the family friendly thing. There's just some stabby stabs. So um, the following week we're doing our best of nine episode and uh, we've decided we're covering series one episodes nine and 10, the empty child and the doctor dances. Obviously. So yes, of course. What? What else would you go with? Uh, yeah, I, I asked the I asked the boys. I was like, "So here's here's our options." And Corman goes, "I mean, it's definitely the empty child, right? Yeah. Like, why are we even talking right now?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that's what I was thinking." And Trip goes, "That's what I was thinking." And I was like, "Okay, here we go. That's what we were thinking." So, and and the uh, the survey uh, uh, matched up with that. There were some other votes as well, but um, I think that's what I voted uh, for. Yeah, what's that? The, yeah. the empty child, yeah. the doctor dances. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, yeah, I thought I thought that was you in there. So I thought you would vote for Dalit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey guys, Noobs in the Hoovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. The production editor is that one. I'm Corbin. And our classic Hoovian is this guy. Hey, I'm Jared. Special thanks to him for his classic Who connections. Thanks to Tardis.Wakia.com, or excuse me, Tardis.Fandom.com for their trivia and shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us over at NoobsInTheHoovian.com where we find all the links to all the things and wherever you link over to and subscribe, make sure that you leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. <laughs> and we're the, the noobs. And I'm Jared. And until next time, be safe if you can be, but always be amazing. Goodbye. I don't, I don't know. Is there bloopers? I mean, there was definitely blooper material, but I don't think oh, we were yeah. recording any of it. So unfortunately, I can uh, give you a story time. for bloopers. Oh, really? <laughs> I've been waiting to tell you getting the guys this the next time we, we recorded together. So, okay. Well, let me, let me kick it off with. Okay. There you go. Uh, so we, uh, as, as I've told you guys, at least, um, my, my wife and, uh, and my son, but my, my wife, she doesn't listen to the show. Um, she, she doesn't watch, usually watch Dr. Who with me. She's, she's just not that interested. And, gotcha. uh, and so, okay, that's fine. We have different interests here and there, and I'm totally okay with that. But, uh, my daughter, who's building a business, building a brand, uh, herself, uh, got invited to be on a podcast. Uh, as a oh, guest cool. host. And so, you know, that was slowly, you know, the word of that was slowly making its rounds around the family. And so Stuart, my son and, and, and Allison, my wife and I were, we were chatting about it and she's like, you know, th th this is, this is a really big deal. I think I wasn't like 
I was excited for her and it's awesome because it was definitely something, a podcast that had a good number of listeners in the vein where she wants to be. And that's, that's really cool. Um, but I guess maybe I wasn't excited enough. She's like, she's going to be on a podcast. This, like no one else in the family's done that before. <laughs> oh my God. Some, it was something no along those lines. No one has even thought of that. <laughs> and Stuart and I just, just kind of look at each other. Oh. <laughs> when I'm I tell you I'm going to record, what do you think that I do? <laughs> I don't know. Watch so, Netflix. I thought you were yeah. just trying to get away from us. That is so great. So, I mean, oh I think, gosh. I don't know. At this point, you're, I've probably gone on at least Jared, 100 Jared, episodes. Your, da- your daughter has achieved something that no that one in you, your family we've could never ever even achieve. dreamed yeah we've yeah, never no, even thought exactly. possible that who, who even has the technology for yeah. such a feat <laughs> even who has the time to do did, such you, a did you tell her hey i'm loaning her the microphone she's going to use to <laughs> yeah. be on that podcast yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so great. That is that hilarious. Is so great. You know what's funny is uh, a while back, I was, I don't remember, I don't know, I, I had been seeing a bunch of creative stuff. You know, people had done some artwork and, you know, I watched a great YouTube thing and maybe a movie. I know, and I was like, I told Keely one day, I was like, you know, I'm really sad that I don't like have a hobby where I like create something. And she looked at me like, Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And I'm like, what? I don't know. But what? what? And she goes, aren't you recording like episode 150 today of your podcast? And I was like, like, Oh yeah. Oh, I guess I, I guess that is creative. Yeah. Cause I I know what it was. I said, I said, I'm sad that I don't have a hobby that like produces something. (laughs) And I was thinking like, I don't have, I don't have like a cool coffee mug that I made or yeah, yeah. Something like that, you know? And, uh, and she was like, a producer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's like, aren't you like producing a podcast? Don't you create that every week? Call yourself senior producer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're not deleting that every week. Are you? What are you doing? Not sharing it with anyone. I (laughs) hope you're sharing it with people. (laughs) Spend like three hours a week doing that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fun. 